All right, here we go on a Thursday. It is good to have you here on the Damon Bruce Show, only on Damon Bruce Plus, the Plus. We're so happy that you made the choice to join us today. We actually went bold last night and scheduled, like promoted the fact that the show was starting at 11, which it will each and every day, Monday through Friday. But uh, we even had chatters waiting in the waiting room. I mean, you guys are unbelievable. You gals are unbelievable. Lynn, I see you too. Lynn Kelly, unless Lynn is a, a boy's name in this case, I don't know. But it is wonderful to have everyone in here. People lining up early. Someone basically said, it's like uh, waiting to get into the Fillmore. Absolutely it is. So pick up your acid-laced apple and enjoy the show, just like the Grateful Dead and Bill Graham invited you to all those years ago. It is wonderful to have you around today. We got a good one for you. Let's just hop right in with what we saw last night, which was a little NBA history, the Thunder and Bulls becoming the first 10 seeds to win playing tournament games. That happened last night, and we got ourselves an interesting weekend of NBA basketball coming up. We will have the entire NBA play-in games settled uh, by tomorrow. We wrap up on Friday. We got Bulls and Heat. We got Thunder and Timberwolves, and I'm going to tell you right now, Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Josh Giddy, woo Like, I can't, as much as I can't wait to see what the plus looks like a year from now, I can't wait to see what those guys look like a year from now. They're unbelievable. Josh Giddy is is 15 years old, 20, but he's just a baby in this league, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander is, you know, in an MVP-level conversation. That is the level of effect he's had on a team that didn't even play a single regular season game with Chet Holmgren this year, Uh, and, and, and if you could trade your NBA team's present for another team's NBA future, you'd be lucky to do that deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder. God, they're fun to watch. They were fantastic last night. They got a dozen premium draft picks, and that's that's a conservative estimate. I mean, they have so many draft picks that they can throw around at teams to acquire and trade for whatever they need as they're growing this thing internally, organically. It's it's really something else. Uh, Very fun. The other thing that really stood out last night was how many free throws The Toronto Raptors missed at home. I think they missed 18 free throws. And DeMar DeRozan's daughter, who got a lot of FaceTime on ESPN last night, was committed to the bit. She screamed, and she's got that, like, little under-10-year-old kid blood-curdling scream that can be heard from miles away. You had ESPN's microphone picking it up. And then beyond that, and this is, look, I'm not criticizing because I don't know if DeMar DeRozan made this choice. I hope the choice was given to him. But did ESPN let him know, like, we're basically going to be featuring your adolescent daughter like she's a featured group at the Masters at Augusta? I mean, it's one thing to pivot to the family. This is the wife. This is the daughter. Isn't it cool that they're here tonight? And then it's another thing to, like, train the camera upon her and not take it off of her. If that's cool with Team DeRozan then I guess it has to be cool with all of us. But if that wasn't sort of like a an agreed-upon situation, it's a little creepy, man. It's a little creepy. When you start just like camera, you know, just just spending way too much time with the family in focus, especially a little kid like that, I mean, I'm sure she loves the attention. Everyone loves their own attention. But, man, before you just put that on a little kid, I hope they ask for permission. It's weird when 
networks decide they are just going to spend way too much time on kids and family members. It is it is weird. It always creeps me out a little. Maybe this is because I'm a father now and I'm protective of my kids. And, you know, I'm I'm even hesitant. You know, Jillian and I talk about, like, should we even put this on Facebook? Can we share this with people? Is it weird? Are, you know, are we putting our kids too much out in the public? Is this weird kind of parent worried about social media space thing going on that we're always doing that math on? But anyway, I hope it was cool and fine. A little weird, though. It, it struck me during the actual broadcast that that was a little weird anyway tomorrow on damon bruce plus we are going to be breaking down the nba playoffs like granularly we're really going to get into warriors and kings obviously this is one of the not just biggest playoff series in my neck of the woods here in northern california i think the rest of the world of the nba is looking at this is this is a premium Really interesting first-round series that this year's playoffs are offering up to us. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to get more into it tomorrow, but really, this series is going to be decided by which team can play a decent amount of transition defense because the Warriors play at the fastest pace in the NBA, and De'Aaron Fox is the fastest human, I think, with a ball in his hands in the NBA outside of John Morant. We'll get to him in just a second. But playing transition defense and getting a rebound. These don't sound like two sexy topics when you have so much star power with Steph, Clay, and Dre and the rising star power of this young upstart Kings team, which is a ton of fun to watch. And, you know, really a fun basketball team to watch. They got offense coming out their ears. Transition defense and rebounds. No one likes talking about these things. These things aren't sexy. Transition defense and rebounds sell zero sneakers, zero jerseys. People don't tune in and talk about, wow, that's great transition defense. What a rebounding night for player X, Y, or Z. It usually doesn't happen. Those are the two biggest deciding factors, I think. Forget about individual matchups. Well, you're going to put Gary Payton on who? You're going to put Andrew Wiggins on who? You're going to do Clay with what? You're going to have Draymond do what down low? You're going to have Looney and Draymond at the same time, even though the guy can shoot. Like We'll get into all of that stuff tomorrow. But I think more than anything else, it's just real simple, boys and girls. Transition defense and rebounds decide this series. Which team will commit more to improving two transition defense that need a lot to be improved upon and which warrior will grab rebounds other than Kevon Looney? A uh, couple of other playoff series, though, that I want to highlight today before we start talking about a couple of other things. Uh, no one is really talking about Nets versus 76ers. This has got the feeling of the entire NBA assembled media when they go ahead and start picking the series. Everyone is going to pick 76ers. Again, fade the media, fade the public. Go Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, honestly, went from the least likable team in the NBA with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to now a team that I really want to root for. I mean, I, I, the only 76er that I have love for is Kate Scott. And I love Kate Scott doing play-by-play for the 76ers more than I like any particular 76er. So, you know, I'd love to see Kate go far. I'd love for her to get like a real NBA championship ring one day because the announcers get those. So that would be awesome if Kate were to get one of those, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. Look, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Seth Curry, TJ Warren. I mean, that's kind of an interesting group that they got. Dorian Finney-Smith who, man, had he played a little bit better for the Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals last year, maybe the Warriors 
are more tested in that series. I don't know if the Mavericks win because Dorian Finney-Smith played better, but I know he didn't play the series that he wanted. Um, I, 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 I like the Nets. I like the Nets now more than I did before, and I think the entire NBA world kind of likes them. There's something to be said about you know very few stars but a whole lot of team. I don't even know if we can build the Nets as a whole lot of team, but go Brooklyn. Beat the 76ers. Sorry, Kate. But beat the 70s. I'd love to see it. James Harden being sent home by the Brooklyn Nets. There's something that is chef's kiss beautiful to that. And then imagine if James Harden seriously then leaves the 76ers this offseason to go back to Houston because the strip clubs are better, which they are. I've actually never been to Houston. That's good water. I wouldn't even. There's nothing cool in there. It's not a cocktail. It's not Metallica's whiskey. It's not. It's not even coffee this morning. I just got a little water going on in there. Uh, I, I think 76ers and Nets is going to be fascinating. Go Brooklyn Nets. I want them to win that series just to screw up the NBA and everybody's predictions. I love it. I love it. Let him. Let him pester the NBA. The other series that I got my eye on is Knicks and Cavs. The Cavaliers are officially the best team in the NBA that nobody talked about for a minute this season. No one even noticed them beyond the. Milwaukee Bucks, by the way. The Milwaukee Bucks had an awesome year. Nobody talked about them because they play an awful lot of defense, kind of a slower pace of play. It's Milwaukee. Everybody decided we like Giannis, and and the stars that we pay most attention to are stars with flaws, and the only flaw for Giannis is free throws. So, you know, not an interesting uh, you know guy to nitpick on because he's just so delightful in every conceivable way. Go Bucks, Knicks and Cavs. Dude, Donovan Mitchell proved. He is the real deal all year. I like Darius Garland. I like Jarrett Allen. I've always been kind of a Ricky Rubio fan. Um, you know, happy he was off the board before Steph went, obviously, to the Warriors. But Ricky Rubio, to me, is just like kind of a pure point guard. He's a great passer, and if his outside shot has fallen, he can give you productive minutes. I always kind of like Ricky Rubio. Um, I would love to see them just sort of stifle the Knicks. I really would. I really would. And look, the Knicks, R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson and Obi Toppin, kind of a, 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 a hampered Julius Randle. He's got a little bit of a trick ankle right now. I, I think the Cavs are better on paper. I think they're better off paper. I think they're better on a basketball court. And I think that they end up winning that series. The other series that I want to talk about, just real quick here, is LeBron's Lakers against Memphis. And we're not going to get that served up to us until Sunday. Uh, obviously, the NBA play in or the, the NBA playoffs, not in, but offs, begin in earnest on Saturday. Uh, but on Sunday, you got all of a sudden a, a, dare I say, I don't know, red hot. That feels like a little bit of an exaggeration. But you got a hot Lakers team. You got a Lakers team that actually is developing a little bit of a people don't mind rooting for LeBron at the end. It's weird. It's the guy that you hate at the end you sort of root for. At least that's what Jillian shared with me. She's like, I never rooted for LeBron and the Lakers. I'm kind of rooting for them right now. I think a lot of people are starting to feel that way. And look, the Memphis Grizzlies, they wore out their welcome as like that upstart, plucky young team that you really kind of respect, even though they haven't won it yet. They turned themselves into the villains. They haven't been really themselves since it was, what, John Morant versus Shannon Sharp at uh, Crypto Staples Arena Center in Los Angeles. That was a weird thing. And then you had the whole... Instagram strip club gun thing. It just, it was a weird season for a weird team that 
basically volunteered to let everyone know, thanks to the Dylan Brooks exposés and things that we've been watching, how unlikable they are. And that's weird. Like, hey, everybody really likes you, Memphis. What are you going to do about it? Well, we'll change that. (laughs) We'll go ahead and prove to be such assholes. We're now hard to root for. Well, they did it. That's tough to do, but they actually accomplished it. So it's going to be a very interesting series there. We all know Memphis should win, but when you look at the Lakers and the experience that they have that Memphis doesn't have, and that experience is really LeBron. I saw this today. This is incredible. LeBron James's playoff rankings among active players. Here's where he sits among all active players and playoff rankings. He's first in games played, first in minutes, first in points, first in rebounds, first in assists, first in steals. He's second in blocks, and he's third in threes. Third in all-time, not all-time, but active NBA playoff threes. That's got to be behind what? Stephen Clay, right? I mean, it, it feels like it would be. I, I, Steph's got to be number one. I, I don't know who number two is. I would guess it's Clay Thompson. But that is, that's amazing. Like, when it's all said and done and the book officially gets closed on LeBron James, we're going to have to acknowledge that a guy who was never really a shooter or claimed to be a primary scorer is one of the all-time three-point made leaders and the NBA's all-time scoring leader. For a guy who never even wanted to be the team's leading scorer, he wanted to facilitate and be more of a everything-flows-through-me guy. It's incredible. He really is. Uh, I see a lot of people are weighing in here on the uh, chat. We will get to you in just a second. But look, through two nights of play-in games, like I told you yesterday, the NBA has told on itself in its regular season The amount of effort, the style of basketball, the intensity of play are two different things once you put some consequences on the line. Now, I know the consequences can't exist through an 82-game regular season, but boy, playing consequences ramp up the style and feel of these games, and it's only going to get even better when the playoffs start on Saturday. So if you're a basketball junkie, this is the time for you. There is no doubt about it uh this is eric who says he's got his acid in case that sign starts flashing again the blue sign has been given new life with new batteries i think we got it under control we turned the davy crockett rock back on uh that thing is starting to now glow again we're very very proud of all these things uh r.i.p cougar rebel how about them Giants? We'll have a very little baseball for you in, in in just a little while. We don't need any baseball right now. We certainly don't need much baseball given the uh, things that are going on. A little New Year's uh, rockin' New Era 84. Thank you to Mrs. Plus for giving us our Damon Dose for the day. She really is. She's the one who made this happen. I mean it when I say, if not for my wife, I would be screaming this entire show at you through a tin can and a string and just hoping that you were holding up that tin can to the other end of your ear. So thank you, honey, uh, for getting it done. We appreciate it. And oh, by the way, Jillian, who's been called the true star here by Joe Schmo, she has already written back saying, aw, shucks. Thank you very much. Uh, Coffee into plus? Absolutely, Daniel. Go ahead and get yourself all nice and comfy here on the plus. It's great to have you. Happy last day of Sharks. Uh, Dunce guy. We miss you. 
Uh, happy last day, Jonathan Tabes in a Blackhawks uniform. That's pretty much what uh, we officially have around the NHL today. We have over here Daniel again saying, meet me at the Bodega Bar on Columbus Street. Drinks on me. The Bodega Bar on Columbus? I, where is that? Why don't I just know that off the top of my head? Is that in San Francisco or is that up in Sacramento? I don't. I got to figure that one out. Daniel, uh, look at it this way. Are you, are you bartending there? Are you working the bar? I'll try to pop on by at some point in time. No promises right now. We got a very busy weekend and week coming up next week. I got fish at the Greek on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. By the way, I'm promising you right now that Wednesday's show next week is just going to be dragging ass. After two nights of fish, I'm going to uh, come Wednesday. I'm be, hi, everybody. It's good to be with you here. Thanks for watching. Sports don't build character. They reveal it. We'll do better tomorrow. Like, that's probably how that show's going to go. Uh, but we'll try hard. We will uh, get hydrated. We'll drink some, uh, some body armor. We'll get the electrolytes all going. And uh, if that doesn't work, maybe we'll just go with the old hair of the dog that bit me. And I'll bring down the uh, bottle of Metallica blackened whiskey. And we'll just keep it going. Because... There's a Wednesday night show, too. But the Tuesday is going to be a rough show. Wednesday and then thir- thir- Thursday could be really rough. Get three nights of fish. I used to be able to gobble that up in my 20s and 30s like it was nothing. Like it was nothing. 48 years old, three nights of fish. That's going to fucking hurt. But it's worth it. We will run like an antelope. Out of control. Shout out Seth Curry. Absolutely. Shout out Seth Curry. Shout outs. Shout out more shout outs for for Kate Scott. Big fan of her work. Not a Sixers fan, but appreciate appreciate the hard work. Oh, Kate, dude, Kate's done an unbelievable job. Not only is she great at play by play, but she has ingrained herself in that Philadelphia community so well. She is she's the team's partial mascot at this point. People look at it this way. People in Philadelphia hate anything new, anything that's different. It's kind of who they are. They immediately, one of the toughest sports towns in the world, have embraced Kate Scott. So that's all you need to know about her power. There is no doubt. The power of Otis Bird III is seen once again all over the text line. Otis, thank you for bringing you and your mob and your uh, uh, your whole posse, your army here. It is uh, fantastic. Your loyalty, your uh, commitment to hanging out with us, it, it means an awful lot. It really does. The chat goes nuts when we are on the air live. We really, truly appreciate that. Really appreciate it. There's a question just returning to the NBA, Niner Empire 101 says, what is the plans for Zion career going forward? Well, I would start with a promotional deal with, uh, what is it, Noom? What, whatever, whatever weight loss, semi-glutide, is that what, smeglutide, what, whatever, whatever the new like designer diet drug that everybody on Bravo injects into their eyeballs, get them that. Guy has just been too heavy, puts too much stress on that body of his. He needs to lose 50 pounds. Easier said than done. But, man, Zion is just always out of the mix. Always out of the mix to the point where starting to play with him again, such a ball-dominant player, such a player that commands so much attention, it's not going to be easy to just, you know, do it. That, by the way, 
it's kind of the reason why I think the Suns are going to be an interesting team here in this postseason, but they're not going to be champions this year. You don't come together, play like five, ten games together, and be ready to win it all. You, know, you just don't. As great as Durant and Chris Paul and Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton all seem to be on the surface, chemistry matters. Knowing where the guy is instinctually because you've been doing it together for so long, that matters. It just feels like there's too much new there. Too much new there for me to really say, yeah, look out. You got to put them on the top of the list of teams to look out for. Like, I'd be more worried about Denver than the Phoenix Suns if I were another team in the Western Conference. Uh, Let's see. Uh, What do we got here? This is from Never Go Full Jeff. Damon, you feel a little bit rushed today. You don't have to talk about something for a little bit real quick. Take your time. It's all good. Well, I appreciate that very much, Jeff. But as we try to figure out the best way to serve this audience, and I did ask the audience, how can this show best suit you? It's anywhere from like a 30 to 40-minute runtime. So when you download that podcast, it fits nicely into your commute if that's how you want to do it. If you're watching live, either at home, at work, it's a nice thing to slip into your pre-lunch hour. And again, all smart people, they start their lunch hour at 11 o'clock. Because if you wait to noon to go to lunch, that's when every other person goes to lunch. And you're an asshole for getting in the same line with everyone else at the same time. you got to be an hour early. Early bird gets the worm. So hopefully that's the way you go about your lunch hour. I know I would. I'd aggressively go about my lunch hour early. That means I'd be off the clock an hour earlier. It's all, it's, this is all Damon math and how I'd approach a, a corporate job in America. Uh, I'd be horrific at it, so take no advice here. But we want a, a quick-tempoed show. I mean, that's the thing. i got to get out of my radio mindset where, like, all right, got to sit down and slowly dole it all out because I have to fill three, four hours here. And No, not anymore. I can just come in and... That's, that's what I want to do now. And we're not going to waste your time. We're not going to keep you around to keep you around just for the sake of keeping you around because I got to drag you through another quarter hour for some bullshit ratings that even when I had the number one ratings, I still got laid off. So fuck all that. We're doing it a new way. That's how we're doing it now. That's the show. Not much baseball for you this afternoon, right? Not much. And you're welcome because neither of these teams deserve much baseball attention yet. Uh, let's see. The A's were up. We got a game in progress at Camden Yards. By the way, Camden Yards is officially a ballpark I have to get to. That place looks absolutely gorgeous. The two ballparks that I haven't been to but totally want to get to, and I've been to a, lucky enough to go to a lot of major league ballparks, I probably, look at it this way, I've probably been to more major league ballparks that no longer exist than I have remaining new ballparks to get to. I've been lucky in life. I've been I've been around the league. I've been sent to a few places to cover a few teams and a few postseasons. So I'm very, very lucky. I've been to a lot of ballparks. I have not been to Camden. I gotta get to Camden Yards and I haven't been to Safeco. I gotta get up to Seattle, which I hear is just a, a fantastic ballpark. So I do want to get there. Uh and all I can say is the A's actually won their first road game of the year yesterday. So, you know, huzzah. Uh, The Giants, they end up losing a series to the Dodgers last night. It was a 3-3 ball game. I went and I tucked Jack, my oldest three-and-a-half-year-old son, in after we did the nighttime routine, which is the changing of the PJs, into the PJs, brushed the teeth, 
little story time. Uh, last night's story was an A-plus, by the way. Your boy's got a creative child's mind here. So nailed the story, nailed bedtime, totally had that kid in bed, tucked in in about a 25-minute span. I walk on back to the living room. It's 8-3 to three Dodgers. Like, what the hell happened? Max Muncy happened. Look, is Farhan watching? I, I, so, Farhan, if you're watching, let me just speak directly to you. Farhan, hi, Damon Bruce. You never came on my show. I don't know if it's you're afraid of you know actual questions or you need a belly rub from somebody, and you're not going to get one from me. But look, here is the deal. I don't know what computer program you're using. I don't know what your abacus is telling you. I don't know what calculations you're using when you come up with all the sabermetrics and all the analytics that decide how you go about attacking another team's lineup. But without doing a single calculation, I feel very comfortable telling you this. Stop pitching to Max Muncie! What the fuck? I mean, are you literally waiting for him to sit, hit three home runs off of you in a game? Would four get your attention? Stop pitching to Max Muncie. Well, you know, we got to worry about the rest of this lineup. Don't want to give away any free bases. Shut up. Stop pitching to Max Muncie. What the web? Come on. You don't need to go to MIT. You don't need a degree from an Ivy League school to figure that one out. You know, can't Gabe Kapler in that dugout just be like, hey, this guy's fucking ripping our, our dicks off every single time we pitch to him. He's just crushing us. He's killing us. He steps up to the plate, and he's a double off the wall if he doesn't swing well. Sorry, hit the mic. I get excited. What is going Quit, quit pitching to Max Muncy. There's all the math you need for the night. What the hell? What's going on? Hit the switch. How about this? You see Max Muncy turn the switch off. Just send that son of a bitch to first base. God, what the hell? What the hell's going on? No wonder why people hate Max Muncy. He's like the premier Giants killer. We just did a segment on this the other day. He's the Giants killer, and they haven't figured that out. Hey, what do you do with the killer? Stop letting him kill you. I mean, you know, I wasn't the assistant GM of the Dodgers. You know, I wasn't promoted to a GM of the San Francisco Giants. I don't have a degree from MIT. My, my math sucks, but I'm going to tell you right now, quit pitching to Max Muncy. It's the best advice you're going to get all year. You're welcome. It's free, just like everything else here on, on, on the Damon Bruce Show. This is free to you. The plus is free. Start giving a free pass to Max Muncy. He's skinning you alive. God. What the fuck? I mean, I don't mean to swear so much, but I don't, you want to talk about, you don't have to do it like you used to do. What the fuck are you pitching to Max Muncy for? Like that should be the number one press conference question. That should be the number two press conference question. The third question should also be, why do you continue to pitch to Max Muncy? He's kicking your ass all by himself. Stop it. God. God. All right. There you go. There, there, there's your baseball for the day. Everything you need to know. The A's are losing right now. Oh, oh wait a minute. Played it a run. Here we come. It's seven to six. Baltimore on top of those plucky little Oakland A's. You can't stop them. 
Quit pitching to Max Muncie. little friendly advice to you. A couple of NFL notes for you this afternoon. Number one, it looks like Danny Boy Snyder, who said he wanted more than $6 billion for the Washington Commanders, is about to or has an agreement in place to sell the Washington Commanders for about $6 billion. Uh, Josh Harris, who is the co-owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, is apparently he's got a deal in place in principle to be the next owner of the Washington Commanders. The only thing I can tell you is that his very first, should he actually uh, acquire the team, his very, very first idea should be we are stripping this team of the name Commanders because that, that that's the thing. Like Redskins was offensive to some. Commanders just sounds stupid to all. They should go back to the Washington football team. They should. They should embrace that stupid generic name. It's actually better than what they had or what they came up with. So my first my first decision as the new owner of the Commanders would be enough of this Commanders nonsense. That's stupid. That's a dumb Daniel Snyder idea, and we're literally going to get as far away from that guy as humanly possible. So we are going to go ahead and call the team the Washington football team once again. Washington fans, you remaining Washington fans, or change it to the Hogs. Just go to just go Hogs. Your quarter-century nightmare is over. Danny, little Danny Boy Snyder, he paid $750 million for the franchise back in 1999, and he's selling it for $6 billion. You know, you hear people talk about, well, man, you know, hopefully you'll you'll do, uh, you know, 10x on that investment. If you can ever make 10 times the money you invested, that's as good as it gets, right? This is 700x. 700 times his investment is what $6 billion is. So Daniel Snyder, all day, all night long, raging asshole of a human being that is unlikable from every conceivable angle of unlikability. But smart business decision? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to buy in now. And so look at it this way. If you can go buy an NFL team about 25 years ago, 24 years ago for $750 million, and then it's worth $6 billion. what's the NFL going to be worth 24 years from now? What will that team be worth 24 years from now? The NFL is officially too big to fail here. We are addicted to football. We care more about football than any outrage or topic du jour we might attach to the game. Well, what about concussions? What about the – look at it this way. As we watched a Monday night football game with a player being brought back from the dead on a football field, people were so offended and turned that game off so quickly that it's the number one rated Monday night football game in the history of ESPN carrying Monday night football. People tell on themselves all the time with their eyeballs. I'll never watch this again as they tune in in record numbers. Call it morbid curiosity, whatever. Nothing stops football, ever, ever. It's too big to fail. It really is. Filberto says, if I had $6 billion, I'm not buying the commanders. Fair enough, but look at it this way. If you're buying a football team, 
you got a lot more than $6 billion. $6 billion is laying around. I don't know what to do with it money at that point. That's extreme, extreme wealth. No doubt about it. <laughs> what is it? Uh, true blue forever. You get a lot of hookers and blow for $6 billion. Yep. <laughs> no further analysis needed. <laughs> that, that's correct. You could do that. Absolutely do that. Uh, UC Steve says, so Jeff Bezos got declined? I, I don't think he got declined. I don't think he ever put his money on the table. I don't think Jeff Bezos ever got into the I'm bidding on the Washington commander's phenomenon. He, he didn't do it. So there you go. You can't lose what you never had in the first place. And look, apparently, there's nowhere you can put me or no station you can take me off of where I lose the audience. And I want to wrap up today's broadcast with a huge thanks to all of you who are in the chat, who are watching right now. And there are a lot of people watching right now who are not subscribers. Would you please consider becoming a subscriber today? It would mean an awful lot to me and Mrs. Plus and the offspring of Plus. Uh, it would mean a lot to us. Uh, beyond that, yesterday, I had a call to action on my Twitter timeline, and I hate using Twitter to just shamelessly promote and ask you for things, even free things, like please subscribe for free. I don't like asking my audience to do anything other than let's hang out and talk sports. But an unbelievable response to that call to action, when I basically started by shaming my Twitter family, saying, look, I got 44,000 Twitter followers, but we don't even have 4,400 subscribers yet, which means not even a tenth of you have shown up to have your boys back. Over 350 people decided to subscribe yesterday. That means so much. We now officially have nearly 4,600 subscribers, and we haven't even done 10 live shows. Tomorrow will be live show number 10 here on the Plus, and I, I, I deeply thank all of you who were early adapters. I thank you so very much. But we are approaching 4,600 subscribers on our way to 5, on our way to 10, on our way to 20. We are growing and growing and growing and gaining altitude by the day. Thank you for answering my call to action. And if you are watching right now, this is your call to action. Forget about just hitting that like button. Please subscribe. It would make a, a, a huge difference to what we're trying to do here as we launch this empire. Our podcast, and I don't just call it my podcast because it's ours. I might host it, but you, the listener, it's yours. I do it. Hold on. I do it for you, the people. We are now the 77th ranked podcast in sports in the United States on Apple. That's amazing. That's all you. Cracking. The top 100 was nice. We're about to crack the top 75. And obviously, it's very volatile. A certain number of downloads on any day can get you right back out of the 100 or even push you up to 50. I don't know how much you know real stock I can put into this ranking because it changes so fast overnight by the hour. But the response to the podcast has been extraordinary. And I thank you so very much 
you know, all we're doing around here is just joking around and having some fun. And uh, and Rodney said, wait, wait a minute, Rodney, hold on. Here we go, Rodney. 4,600 followers and one NASCAR. Rodney has been begging me to talk more NASCAR forever. Rodney, I don't want to insult you. Cars go left, car, cars go fast. That's really all I know about NASCAR. Cars go left, cars go fast. Although they've designed a new NFL helmet, we'll maybe talk more about this tomorrow, that like dissipates the energy. They're calling it a quarterback concussion helmet, and there's actually going to be dents in the helmet. They're going to take more shock by absorbing it in the helmet the way that cars around racetracks, F1 cars, Formula cars, Indy cars are built to just disintegrate on impact, and that's actually safer. Maybe that's the new trend in helmets. Um, We'll have more on that tomorrow. I just quickly saw it before I... Uh, came on the air today but look i want to wrap up with a big thank you to all of you who have been incredible responding to the call to action to following me over here to a brand new space which i think we're kicking much ass in early on here what hold on sporticus is this sporticus sporticus mets and steelers fan sporticus is here i am sporticus thank you sporticus one of the old school Old school sports phone days right there. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Hey, you know, everyone talks about, well, it's it's this person. It's cute puppy week. It's don't you like cupcake week. It's donut week. Um, this week is 911 dispatchers week. I mean, you want to talk about effective and important communication? That's a highly stressful job. Being a dispatcher, deploying police and ambulance and first responders, Boy, you got to be detail-oriented, talk fast, listen hard, and be able to get an awful lot right all at the same time. That was made apparent to me by Wayne K. Wong. Wayne K. Wong, who is the SFO Communications Department Aviation Security Compliance guy over at the airport. And they are deeply involved in 911 Dispatchers Week, and apparently... Over at SFO, there is an army of PLUS supporters who are now thrilled that the podcast is available to them because they work night shifts and it helps them get through the night. So cheers to all of you guys and gals working those overnight shifts at SFO. Thank you so much for all you do. Thanks for keeping everyone safe. Oh, wait a minute. We got ourselves a tie ball game in Baltimore. Seven all. Can't stop the A's. Did Dave Cavill tweet last night because they won? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't care. So there you go. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to everyone working hard at SFO. Thank you, uh, Wayne K. Wong, for the love and the support. Thanks to all of you for your love and support. It has meant the world to us. Any declaration for Sporticus? See, people know. People know. Yeah. I am Sporticus, I'm sure he would say. At some point in time, maybe we can go ahead and actually start taking calls again. Look at, oh, Wayne, Wayne's listening. Thanks for the mention. We love you. Hey, we love you back, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Look at Ray Lord giving a little advice. Hey, everybody, don't forget to like it. 
Thank you very much. Go ahead and you like that. Really appreciate it. Really, thank you so much for subscribing, for listening, for all your downloads. It's meant the world. We're going to come on back with a triumphant Friday show for you live at 11. This will be turned around and available for you on podcast in almost no time at all. And I thank you so much for tuning in today. Oh, here's a question about the upcoming shows. Huge Oski Bear says, will you be sharing your dance moves from the fish show? I don't need, you know what they are. They're this. This is, I got the typical white guy to fish show, head bobbing. Just this, this is what I do. I'm not a spinner. I'm no longer like, you know, taking, you know, Molly and spinning around on a lawn. Those days are behind me. At this point, I'm in the friends and family section because old man river over here needs a seat for you know your slow songs if they're going to give us a joy if we're going if you're going to give us a shade that's that's a sit down for me those used to be bathroom songs now i just sit down i can't even walk through the crowd to the bathroom i'm a hold it until set break kind of guy uh it's going to be a fun time though over in berkeley it's always a fun time hanging out with you you guys are absolutely the best look at this they're checking in from iceland that's right. The morning show in the Bay Area is a dinner show in Iceland. Jonas, I'm so sorry that we didn't connect when you were out here. I was getting laid off and scrambling to figure out what to do next. Jonas was just out in the Bay Area, and I like to get together whenever he is. I've known this guy for years. Uh, next time you're out here, my friend, or the next time we're in Iceland, maybe the Plus will be coming to Iceland on our world tour uh, at some point in time, uh, which will hopefully be sponsored by you know Ike Sandwiches and Metallica Whiskey and possibly, uh, you know, uncut Colombian cocaine. I heard they have a very aggressive marketing program as well. Thank you very much. Oh, hey, Oski, you're going to be there on Tuesday. Come and find me. Me and Mrs. Plus are going to be there. See you at the Greek. We'll see you tomorrow at 11. We'll even schedule the show again since I think we even figured out how to do that. You guys, you gals, you've been awesome. Thank you very much for joining me today. And please, as we step on out, do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that.